Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Pits of Motorcast. This is Joe's Dave. I got a line of special guest, Rich Burnout Black from the Pro 85 8 Second Racing Group. How you doing, Rich? Hey, how you guys doing today? So, first question I got for you, Rich, is uh, how did you get into drag racing? You know, my dad back in the day, I don't know if everyone's ever heard of the famous US 30 drag stripping Gary. Indiana. Oh, yeah, I used to go my there dad. all the time with my dad. We were the great ones run. <laughs> you got it. We were the great ones run. Sunday, <laughs> Sunday, at Smoking US 30 Drag Strip. Yeah. So that, that's how it all started. My dad was into cars, and uh, he used to take me there on Wednesday nights, uh, school night. And then we'd leave there, he'd say, all right, get to sleep. The mom thinks that you got some sleep before we get home. <laughs> that's kind of how that all started. <laughs> when when did you start uh, racing yourself? Oh, back when I was probably, I'm thinking, 16 or 17 years old. My dad had a 70 Camaro, and, you know, he tinkered with that a little bit here and there. And he's like, hey, you want this when you get your license? And I kept looking at it saying, oh, I don't know, Dad, man, that's, that's pretty rough. You know, but guess what? When I turned 16... That's the car I got to drive was a 70 Camaro. And uh, I kind of kind of fell in love with it. So in 1986, for my high school graduation, I found another 70 Camaro. And he bought me that for like 230 bucks. And that was my graduation present. And that's exactly what I have in my garage today, 32 years later. Wow. <laughs> yup. I don't get rid of things, I guess you can say. So you've been racing this car your whole, since a uh, teenager, huh? Yeah, 1986, yeah. Uh, my friends, uh, a lot of my friends, we were into cars, and uh, we have so many videos of us doing burnouts and street racing back in the early middle 80s. Uh, it seemed like on Easter, we would, for some reason, all get together and go to this little service road We'll go to this little service road uh, over there in Highland, and uh, we'd all do burnouts. Uh, we'd just sit there and annihilate our tires. It didn't matter if it was a race car, street car, or a, or a Ford pickup truck. We were doing burnouts, and that's kind of how I got my name, Rich Burnout Black, is from back in the days. That's all we love to do, burnouts. <laughs> So tell, tell me this, Rich. How, how did you hook up with the Pro 85 Corn Fed group? Uh, I don't know, probably in, i say, 2010, I went to the racetrack, and I've never even heard of Pro 85, even though they were only two years old back in 2010. So, uh, you know, everyone, uh, I heard the announcer say, Pro 85 to the staging lanes, and I was like, oh, I wonder what this is all about. And when I went out there, and I was only running bracket racing back then, I think I was probably running 1030s. And these guys pulled up to the starting line doing wheelies, these big burnouts, and I'm like, man, I want to do this. And two years later, I joined the group. <laughs> I didn't have, I did not have a car that could compete with them at that point in time, but I just thought it was cool to, it was a lot cheaper, E85 was cheaper. Um, I bought a carburetor, bolted it on, and started playing around with it. And little by little, you know, I got the car going from 
threes to ten o's to nine seventies and then to nine thirties, and we run on an eight ninety index. And uh, little by little, you know, it took what uh, three years, and finally I had a competitive car. Wow! And uh, some of the guys I grew up with, I, I got to watch uh, race back in the day. I would be the one in the grandstand. And these guys would be out there racing, and I always admired them. And now I get to run with these guys, so it's kind of, I guess you can say it's kind of humble that I actually get to run with the guys that I used to look up to back in the day. Right. Yeah, that, that is neat. Mm -hmm. So now, yep. then, if, if anyone listens to, listens to this interview and wants to see these guys run, come out to Great Lakes Driveway this Saturday for the Time Machine Nationals combined with the Nitro Streetcar Brawl now. Yes, yes, it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a huge event. There's all kinds of cars that are coming out there for uh, that weekend or that that Saturday, and uh, we're gonna, I know we're going to be putting on one heck of a show. That's for sure. Yeah, the last time I saw you guys was at the last Nitro Streetcar Brawl. Yeah, I've had some problems. I've had some problems this year with my new motor. Um, I believe I have everything uh, set up to where I'm not going to have any more issues come Saturday. We're supposed to go test uh, tomorrow at the race, our local racetrack out here. And if I have no issues come Saturday, boy, look out. We're talking some monster wheelies, too. Yeah, my, my wife loves that. She When we watch you guys, she loves getting picture, pictures of the wheelies. Yeah, I've... Uh, I've kind of toned them down a little bit this wheel this year because I've been trying to get the car to run right, and uh, I just that's the last thing I want to do when the car's not running right to put the car up in the air and when it slams to the ground like it did two weeks ago, it shattered the front windshield, uh, broke the spoiler. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> during one of those wheelies. Yeah, she catches those wheelie pictures on the green light. She's like, then she'll be showing me, Dave, look, oh, my God, look at this picture I got. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, two, two Sundays ago, uh, I basically, I just stood it on the rear bumper. Wow. And that's the whole idea of what our group does. You know, that's what we're supposed to be doing is, you know, putting on a show for everybody. You know, and uh, that, that's what I do. I go out there, and that's what I want to do. I want to do wheelie. That's all there is to it. It's a great feeling, and uh, when we get when we get done with our run, and we come back on that return road from Great Lake, and those people are standing up and they're cheering for us, giving us the thumbs up, uh, that is one of the greatest satisfactions I could ever have in drag racing. It's just people applauding as you drive by them. It's a great feeling. Yeah. Then this Saturday is supposed to be like in the mid sixties and beautiful out. So, you know, with the cooler weather, there should be some fast run times out of these cars this weekend. Yes, and uh, especially I got a blower, so that cool air is gonna that blower is going to make some huge horsepower. Oh I, yeah! I cannot wait for Saturday. And then with the Chicago Wise guys too, imagine the power coming on them. Yeah, those guys are crazy. There's some serious money in those cars. You know, two hundred. I think a couple weeks ago they were there or whatever it was. I think they ran uh, 206 miles an hour. If not, I think it was 230 out of the, the blue car. 
miles an hour. That is fast. Was that uh the blue uh the, the Pontiac the one that crashed? Yeah. yeah. Well, it was either no, it's a it's a multicolored colored uh car. Is that the Mustang? I think so. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember which one. I know the um wasn't it a GM that crashed? Uh, no, like G- a Pontiac. G- yeah, Pontiac GTO. Not GTO. G- GTO. I was in the staging lanes. And I watched that guy go from one side of the wall, the track to the other wall, and then back to the other side of the wall. That that was pretty bad. I heard he broke his ankle too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah that that that's bad. Anytime you see a fellow racer with, you know, something like that, uh, that's that's devastating. It it hits, it hits home. You know, we all do it because we love to do it. We spend a lot of money doing it. And uh, have something like that is, is heartbreaking. Yeah, that, that was on a te- test hit. I'm, I'm sorry, what was that? No, I was saying that was on a test test hit he was doing, you know, solo run doing testing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yep. You know, with those kind of, those cars making that much horsepower, I couldn't even imagine uh, <laughs> going down the quarter mile in one of those cars. That's just fast. Right, and he he was like in number one in points for the wise guys too all year long, and you know it's such a tough break, man. Uh, yeah. I know every time we run up there, they're up there. Yeah, good for so nice streetcar bra. Yep. Yep. Good group of guys, those wise guys. They uh, I've been up there to where they literally cook food for everybody. Yeah, I know. Uh, even, I know. Uh, what's his even, name? Uh, Brian. Uh, Brian always. Has a bunch of food in the pits from uh, Buy Right Auto. Oh yeah, yeah we would have some, we have some fans on the return road that cook food for us too. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it, it, they do. They cook food for us. Uh, they call. They you know they're on Facebook with us, so they say, hey, you know, you guys come on over. We got ribs. Um, they've cooked ribs for us, burgers, broth. Chickens, I mean, whole chickens, they, they've been in for us. We, we really appreciate those people up there at Great Lake. Great Lakes, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> so now. Sure. So now, a- a- after this weekend's event, there's uh, one more uh, in October, right? We have one October 13th, yes. And it's going to be our last race for the year. Yeah, same thing. Same thing for the Chicago Wise guys. That's their last race too. I know we usually do um, a race called an all-out race. The all-out race is run what you brung. We normally run an 890 index, but we tune our cars to run 890s. Um, a lot of our cars will run way faster than that. And the la- over the last couple of years, we've put on a show for people. What we call is the all-out shootout, and. Uh, there's some pretty uh, pretty fast Pro 85 cars that people don't realize that we tune them down to run 890s. You know, my car is capable of running uh, low 8s to mid 8s, and we actually tune it to run 890. And uh, that all-out race is very interesting to watch. We got uh, twin turbos going all out, nitrous, you know, Six, seven hundred shot of nitrous going through these motors, which, you know, on some cars that ain't much, but, you know, that still is. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the blower cars. Can't forget about the blower.
So now, what's been the fastest ET you've had with your car? Right now, with this setup that I have, it's gone 860 at 160 miles an hour. Nice. Um, all I have to do is I just change the pulley on the blower to spin it faster. So once I do that, you know, that definitely adds a lot more horsepower to it, but you know, like I said, our group is an 890 index class. So 860, that's going really fast for our group. Usually I let off about the 1,000 foot mark, and then what we end up doing is uh, I'll, I'll bump the race the guy next to me. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, I've actually uh, coasted past the, you know, the 1,000 foot mark. I let my foot off the, you know, the throttle just coast the rest of the way because the car actually runs way too fast for that 890 index, but uh, you kind of have to with this group of guys. So now, Rich, do you, do you have any uh, crew members, or you're the only crew member for your car? No, I have uh, I have my, my best friend, which is my fiance, Helen. She does tire pressures for me. She used to turn on the nitrous for me. She, even, she can even pack a parachute. Uh, puts fuel in the car, does the battery. Hooks up the battery in between runs, helps me take off the hood. Uh, I don't even need to tell her. When we get back to the pit, she knows exactly what she has to do, and she does it. We get everything ready for the next round. So now, when you're getting ready for a weekend of racing like this Saturday, what go what goes in the preparation to get this car ready? Um, so tomorrow we're going to try to do some testing. So when we get home tomorrow night, I'll pull it out of the garage. I'll pull it out of the trailer. Thursday, I'll go ahead and go through all the valves on the motor. So I'll pull the valve covers, go through all the valves. Um, anytime I run the car down the track, I will always come home, put it on jack stands, and I go underneath the car. Um, I wipe down the, the hind joints in the rear, make sure there's no cracks in them. I mean, you just sometimes never know. And uh, literally, wipe, I wipe down the wheelie bars, the rear end, the rims. Um really just check everything over for any loose fittings, loose nuts and bolts, and then uh, start doing the fuel jugs, uh, load the car Friday night for Saturday, and go to the track Saturday morning. We're ready to go. Now, Rich, throughout your uh, drag racing career, have you had any accidents or close accidents? No, I have not had any. And I'm going to be grateful I have not had any accidents. No close calls? Uh, no. Uh, uh, dude, the closest call I probably had is uh, June 30th. I can't, I can't go into too many details about it, but I went down and raced uh, the Memphis Street Outlaws, June 30th, J.J. DeBoss, for their TV show on the Discovery Channel. Right, right. Yeah, so uh, we went down there. And at, at, at top end, uh, you know, at the end of the, the, end of the race, uh, the car started getting a little bit squirrely at top end. But uh, other than that, that was that's probably the worst case I think I've ever had in all the years. I mean, the car set up right. Um, I tried to make sure that, uh, you know, the car is safe. And I will not go down the track if I think something is wrong with the car. All right. So now, 
in the pro pro e eighty five group, do you have a greatest competitor out of these out of these guys? Oh yeah, I do. I have my buddy uh, Mike the Ghost Sips. He, he has never beat me until this year, <laughs> <laughs> and he has my number this year. I can't beat him. <laughs> I don't. He has his new car this year, and he is just he just. I, I can't beat him this year. So uh, I'm waiting for another rematch. It's been a couple of weeks since I've had to run him. But, uh, yeah, Mike, is uh, he's our number one point guy right now. Cool. Um, I'm going to ask you a few uh, fun questions here before you finish up this interview. Ready? I'll give you a few fun questions here. Um, do you have any hobbies outside of drag racing? Yes, uh, boating. I, I have a boat, and uh, we go out on Lake Michigan. It's parked on Lake Michigan right now. So when I'm not uh, in the summertime, when I'm not racing, and it's a weekend or it's warm weather, we are out on Lake Michigan enjoying enjoying the water. You go fishing? I, I do, but not so much anymore. You know, like I, I did a lot when I was a kid. Um, I, I find... You know, going out on the boat, like we go, we take the boat from Portage, Indiana. We go up to Chicago on Lake Michigan. Uh, we'll ride our bikes on the lakefront, come back home, and, you know, just cruising the lake. There's nothing like it. All right. Now, if you could do time traveling, go back in time, would you do anything differently with your drag racing career? Oh, boy, if I go back into time... I think I would have spent more money on an engine a long time ago instead of recently. <laughs> 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 I, I just kind of just hung out at that 1030 mark for probably about 10 or 11 years because it was a great motor and I didn't want to go any faster. But now since I built this blower motor, I, I regret not doing it years ago. Now, Rich, do you have one one embarrassing moment that you can think about that you on the on the track that you had? Oh yes, absolutely. Probably, I think it was two years ago. It was the Time Machine Nationals at Great Lakes Dragway Saturday night. The stands are completely filled. I'm in the semifinal round, and I'm I'm and I'm actually nervous because this is it. I mean, we're in front of thousands of people up there and I'm like this is my night to win this race so I went up there I did a great burnout I pre-stage I lit the first bulb I lit the second bulb and pushed the gas pedal to the floor without pushing the trans brake button first and I red lit <laughs> it, it, it was super embarrassing I mean I literally never ever hit the trans brake button it just I pushed the gas up to the floor, and the car took off. Wow. That was, that was the most embarrassing moment I ever had with that. All right. A couple more questions here. What's your favorite food to eat? My favorite food is probably, I say pizza, by far, pizza. Favorite beverage to drink? Uh, I don't drink alcohol, so Coca-Cola. Favorite movie of all time? I'm sorry? What's your favorite movie of all time? <sighs> hmm. That's the... You're going to laugh if I tell you. 
nostalgia, but I, I think I could sit there and watch. Is it Jumanji over and over again with Robin Williams? Oh, that's that's a good movie. Yeah, I can watch that over and over again. It never gets old. What's your favorite music to listen to? Definitely country. Old country or new country? New country. A lot of people say they like the older country better. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just can't get into the, the, the older the older country. Even though Johnny Cash, I think that dude is just, his music is awesome. I could listen to any Johnny Cash song. I mean, 24-7 and probably never get old with that. What's the what's been the fondest memory of your drag racing career? <sighs> hmm. I say two thousand and sixteen. I got engaged at US forty one, uh, US forty one Motorplex uh, during an event. I think that I can kind of remember. Oh. Tim Ringer's birthday bath. Um, I we were racing the the mafia and uh, went up there, did my burnout, backed up, and on my driver's window as I rolled it up, it said, "Helen, will you marry me?" And uh, <laughs> I got out of the car, and it is actually on YouTube. If you type in uh, uh, "drag strip wedding proposal." It's on there, and it's me doing my burnout, backing up, and me proposing to my fiance. Wow, that's beautiful. Um, so drag racing has just been a big part of my life. I mean, without it, I, I I don't know what I would do. I'll be honest with you. Maybe have a lot more money. <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure. All right. So... So, Rich, how important do you think it is for the families to bring kids out to watch drag racing these days? Oh, you know what? Uh, family it means the world to me, we, you know, besides all this other stuff. But family, doing things with a family is number one. Because if it wasn't for my dad taking me to the drag strip, I may not have ever gotten into it. Uh, if you don't know what's out there and you don't understand it, you know, you may not like it, but the sound of the engines, the burnout, the smell of the rubber, uh, the smell of the race fuel, and now, to me, the smell of V85. Uh, to see a nitro-methane car run or a jet car, um, anybody out there needs to just experience it once. And if you could get your family out there and spend the whole day, bring a grill, cook food, and just watch a whole bunch of cars do their thing, I think that's priceless right there. And this, this Saturday would be that perfect day for them to do that. Absolutely. And the weather's going to be beautiful. Uh, and Great Lakes is going to have just a huge variety of different cars oh, yeah. out there this weekend. Check cars, nitromethane, you know, the Pro, 80, Pro E85, everything, nitrous oxide, alcohol. Yep. <laughs> yep. I think the Midwest Pro Stocks are out there. The yeah. The Pro Stocks are out there, yep. too. I, I think the gassers, I love watching those gassers run. Those guys are crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Okay, so now, Rich, with, if people that listen to the interview want to find out what the Pro E85 group's up to, what's the best way for them to find out where you guys are going to be at? 
place is we have a uh, probably on our Facebook page. Uh, you're gonna find a whole bunch of stuff on there. Uh, we do have a website called Pro85Racing.com. You're gonna find a lot of stuff on there too. Uh, but uh, if you just uh, go on to Facebook and there's stuff on there on uh, Great Lakes Dragway, uh, you'll find out a lot of you know the times. Um, how much it costs to get in, you're going to find out a lot of stuff on, that, on their homepage also. So really the internet is probably the best place to find anything that's going on with Pro E85. Yeah, I'm, I'm, in the, I'm in the group on Facebook you guys got. Oh yeah, good, good. There's a, yeah, I think we're up to, I don't know, I mean I know it doesn't seem like we have a lot of members, but I think it's, uh, I don't know, somewhere in the 3,000 range of yeah. members. Yeah, I'll, I'll post this interview in that group when we're done. Yeah, we got uh, we got we got some uh, members, new members, as in our Facebook members uh, from Australia, New Zealand, Germany. Uh, I know Germany and Australia; those guys are always uh, commenting on our stuff. But we're actually you know, world, worldwide when it comes to people, you know, finding out about uh, E85 fuel and what to do and how to tune it with their cars pro85.com or pro85 on uh, the facebook uh, any question can be answered right there that's very cool well rich i want to thank you very much for taking time to interview and you you go get that car loaded up for the for tomorrow absolutely as soon as we get done i'm going out there and we're going to start loading the trailer up and do some testing for saturday Absolutely. So I'll, I'll look for you Saturday. I'm going to come meet you Saturday. Yeah, come on in the pits. Come, yeah. on, come on out by the Pro 85 pits. We're all the way, unfortunately, on the back side, but uh, great group of guys out there, too. All right. I'll, def I'll definitely stop by with the wife. We'll say hi to you guys. Yep. We appreciate it. All right. Well, thanks again for taking time to do this interview, Rich. Hey, no problem. Thank you. You have a great night. And we'll see I will see everybody Saturday. All right. Have a good night, Rich. All right. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. All
Air swallow. Abuse of power. Reminder. Assign. Eel. Good evening, everybody. Everybody, welcome to the pits of Motor Chaos. This is your host, Dave. I got online special guest, Mike Ghostfip from the Pro E85 Racing Group. How you doing, Mike? Hey, I'm doing good, Dave. How are you tonight, buddy? I'm good, man. So, so Saturday you ran at the Great Lakes, but you didn't do. You lost your first place spot, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm having an issue with my car right now. It's missing, and uh, just have a. Well, you're still in second place. You got Johnny Johnny B took over, though, huh? Yeah, Johnny, he's a tough competitor, man. You know, he's, uh, he's on a car a long time. He's got it down pat, you know? Then you got top five, top five. you got Johnny, then you, then Frank, and then uh, Dwayne, and then Rich. Yeah, yeah I'll tell you, it's, uh, it's a good thing Frank had a slow start, because, boy, he's coming on at the end here. And it's all boiling down to one more race in October. Yes, sir. October 13th at the, the Nitro Streetcar brought the last one of the year. Yep, they wanted to put some snow tires on and do some winter racing, right? <laughs> yeah. That'll be your guys, your guys deciding race for who's going to be the king this year and the wise guys will be crowning their champion too. Right, right. Well, you know, I'm hoping the best for Johnny, but, you know, I'm hoping the best for me too, so we'll see how it lands, you know? Yeah. So, so, what what got you in the drag racing, Mike? You know, it was just cars. And the reason, you know, I like racing, the fun for me is just buying and selling hot rods. You know, it's kind of neat. It's something fun I like to do. Um, as far as getting into drag racing, when I was in high school, I grew up in South Village. I went to Bloom Trail. And we used to race right there in Chicago Heights on Cottage Grove. After school, sometimes during school, and, uh, I just got hooked, you know. It was just a good time. Now that that was uh, that was illegal street racing. That was pretty much street racing, yep. Yeah. So so when did you first start uh, drag racing on the track? What year? You know, it's kind of wild because I, the track was kind of a I was kind of a late bloomer, you know. I mean, I didn't win the track till about ten years ago, you know. My buddies always talked about you know back in the day when we were at the track, and I really never had a back in the day at the track. We always street raced, you know. So, so what was the first car you raced at the drag race track? I had a 2000 S10 was pretty much what I was running at the track. At the time, I was uh, really didn't have no money. I put this S10 together, and it was a fun little truck. It, it would run, you know, 13s on horsepower. I'd get about 1090 spraying it, and uh, it was a fun truck. So what did you start driving after the truck? After a truck? I'll be honest, I switched cars a lot. You know, I went to a Malibu. Um, just in the last three years, I've had three different cars. You know, I'm not very good at holding on to cars. So tell us about the car you're currently driving. The car I got now is a, it's a 2000 Camaro. It's got a fuel-injected big block in it. It's got a 634 in it. Uh, really good car, really good car. You know, I used to race in Pro 85 a few years back. Uh, the gentleman decided to step away and do something else, and I bought the car off him, and the, the car's been phenomenal, you know, it's, it's, it's a very good car. Now, how, how did you get into the Pro E85 Pro group? You know, I always like the tennis tire racing, but uh, I don't like to spend money, you know, so was, you, you couldn't be competitive. Well, as everybody knows, Chris Swaco is a buddy of mine, and 
you know, I know he was racing Pro 85, and I went to one of their banquets at the end of the year, and that winter I bought a car, and I was racing with him the next year, you know? Now, Dwayne, Dwayne Wadroff's the president, right? Yes, sir. So, all right, so, now, what, what's what been the quickest time you've had with the Camaro? Now, do you, do you plan to ever add, it, add, it, add anything onto it? I'll be honest, not really. I mean, I thought about putting some nitrous on it, but uh, I think if I was going to do that, I would just buy another car, because I'll be honest, I really don't get attached to too many cars, but uh, I don't know. I don't know what my plans are next year. I'd like to do a little more next year. I really like racing with the Pro 85, but I wouldn't mind hitting a couple different tracks. You know, me and, as you know, Rich Black, we're talking about it this year, me and him and Frank about going other places, and Now, for for you, are, are there any drivers that were inspiration to you when you started drag racing? I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. What's that? I said, for for you yourself, are there any other drag racers that were inspiration to you when you started racing? Not really, to be honest with you. Uh, I mean, I used to love SPO back in the day. That was always a cool car to watch. And, you know, the hay tank is right down the street for me, Dan Belcher. Man, I love that car, man. That's, that's another cool car, you know. But, um... Growing up as an idol or something, I never really had one. You know, those were the two cars I used to like to watch a lot, and I still like to watch Dan's car go. You know. Yeah. I I, I love watching you guys go off the starting line, doing you know, doing the the big wheelies, man. Yeah. See, the problem is when I turn mine up to do the big wheelie, it goes too fast. So I got to turn it down, and it don't do a big wheelie. You know, so I got to. I'm trying to win the points right now, so I got to keep running that 890. I think maybe next year a little bit if I'm not way up in the points there, you don't have to turn it up and do bigger wheelies, you know? Yeah, those, those are cool for pictures, you know, when, when the green light goes, hit, catch those pictures of the wheelie going up. Yeah, yeah wheelies are a good thing, they're exciting, no doubt. Yeah, I know my wife likes watch you guys. That's how it is with any race, you know, you're you're good friends off the starting line, but as soon as you hit the starting line, you're, you're enemies. Right, right. Yep. So, so do you, do you, do you uh, currently have any sponsors for your car? I'm sorry, what's that? Do you have any sponsors at all? No, I don't. You know, I pretty much do it all myself. Um, you know, pretty much my wife, that's my sponsor, you know, she opens up that checkbook and then I let's My, my wife saying something, hold on. So your wife controls your bank, huh? You know, my wife don't control the bank. We're a partnership, you know, but mm, yeah, she, okay. takes care, she takes care of the money. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's 
And I mean, she has nothing against that. She just, she don't go to the track with me. She don't like seeing me in a car. Two years ago, I got in a pretty bad wreck and flipped the car, you know? So, she's not a big fan of the track. She's been trying to go, but it makes her very nervous, you know? So, when you you flipped the car, which car did you flip over? I had a Mustang. I bought it on a whim just to try it out. And I went down to 41. I made a pass. On my second pass, the freeze plug came out of the motor and uh, got the big tires loose on the top end. And the car flipped over backwards and slid down the track. Wow. You were okay, huh? I was fine. I'll be honest. I come out with a little scratch on my finger. I, I felt bad for my youngest boy, Aiden. You know, here he is. 16 years old at the end of the track watching his band upside down on fire, you know, and an electric golf cart going about two miles an hour trying to get down there, but uh, it was all good at the end of the day, you know, and I'll be honest, I think that wreck was good for me because I didn't, I didn't worry about a lot of safety equipment. I didn't worry about wearing fire pants or jacket. I'd be in a t-shirt and a helmet in them cars, you know? Man. So it, it made me take a good look at it, you know? Now you won't get me in a car without a fire suit, you know? Right. So now, when you take the Camaro out racing, do you have any uh, crew members? That's it's my boy. You know, it's my 17-year-old boy. He's there with me every time. And I got a couple friends periodically that comes here and there. And, you know, Rich Black and Randy Lee and Frank and all the 85 guys are, are my crew members. You know, if I need help, they're all there to help, you know. Dwayne, all of them. Anybody to help at any time, you know. So how did you, how'd you get the nickname Ghost? You know what? So now, my wife said she loves the name Ghost. Nice, thank you. I love the band name Ghost too. Now, what what goes into preparation getting the car ready for a week in the drag racing? Yeah, I'll be honest. My car has been very low maintenance. I mean, it's a fuel injected car. I'm not even pushing it hard to run the number. Um, the gentleman that built it that built a very nice car. They just got a little gremlin in it right now. It's breaking up on top end and. I'm gonna find it before next weekend, but it's it's it, it's hard to find right now. We haven't we haven't pinpointed it yet. But on a normal day, it's I'll be honest. I unload my car, I nut and bolt it, make sure everything's tight. Race day comes, I slide it in the trailer, get fuel, and we go to the track. You know. Now, besides Great Lakes Dragway and uh, 41, do you race any other tracks? You know what? I haven't this year. I'll be honest. I, I've been very busy this year. I used to own a business, and I sold it, and. I was very involved in trying to sell the business, and, you know, it's just, life was busy this year, you know, so we didn't go nowhere else except 41 and Great Lakes. What kind of business do you, you do, do you run? I used to do, well, I still do, I do valve operators, like power plants, water treatment plants, um, pipelines, um, it was a good business, it was fun, I got to meet a lot of people, travel different places, you know, it was... It was fun, but it was it was time to sell and move on. And I'm going to be an employee there for a couple of years to help the new owners get settled. And then uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Then I might have a little more time to go racing, you know? Yeah. So now with this Pro, Pro E85 group, do you have a greatest competitor in there out of all these guys? You know, I really don't have a, 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 a real competitor. I think the guy I like to race the most is uh, pretty much Rich Black, just because... I'll be honest, I met Rich Black almost two years ago, and it seems like I've known the guy my whole life, you know? We, 
we talk a lot. Same with Randy Lee. I can't wait till Randy gets his car off where I can race him, you know. And Frank Morgan, I like racing Frank, you know. And I like racing all of them, honestly. I don't really have like a real favorite, but if I had to pick, it would be Rich because uh, my first year out, <laughs> Rich kept beating me because I kept making dumb mistakes, you know. And uh, this year, so far, he hasn't beat me. I haven't beaten him, so it's it's fun to go back and forth with me and him, you know. Now, the, this past Saturday, didn't you guys have a burnout competition too? Uh, we did. I mean, we have a burnout competition every event, but um, I don't think it was anything extra this last weekend. Actually, the car I had last year, that thing would do great burnouts, man. I would, I'd win it all the time. But this car I got now just does a good burnout. Just don't produce no smoke, you know. And the smoke is what wins them contests, you know. Now, is is Rich Rich Black going to be uh, running at the October event? You know what? I just talked to Rich today. He's putting his motor back together tonight. We're hoping next Wednesday, me, him, and Randy are going to go test at 41 before the race. So, I think Rich will have his back together. I think Randy will be ready to go, too. So, I, I think we'll be good. So, you should have a pretty big field for that last event. So now I'm gonna ask you a few fun questions here, Mike. Yep. You have, do you have any hobbies outside of drag racing? You know what? I I like to take my kids skiing and stuff. We got a little place on a lake down here that uh I like to go out boating. I like to hang out in the water when we're not racing. Um, that's about the only other hobby. You know, I like cars. I like I like fixing and working on cars. And uh, the buying and selling is where I have a lot of fun. I just and I'm not a drinker, you know, so I really have no drug. I guess my drug would be buying and selling things, you know. Now, have you won any uh, trophies or plaques throughout your racing career yet? You know, I've won a couple last year for Pro 85 for different little things, but uh, any big events, any big trophies, no, sir, not at all. Now, if you could if you could do time traveling and go back in time, uh, would you do anything differently with your drag race career? What's your favorite uh, drag race track to, dra to run on? You know, I like 41 because it's close. I like 41 because it's got a long shutdown area. Um, it's kind of the home track. I have nothing against Great Lakes or any of the other ones. It's just, it's longer to get there. You know, you're at Great Lakes until 10, 11 at night. You're not getting home until like 1 in the morning. You know, that's just a long day, you know? Yeah. So now, have you ever done the 8th mile racing? Mike, what's your favorite food you food you like to eat? Favorite food I like to eat? Yeah. I'm a very bland eater, you know. Um, I don't have like a favorite spicy food or anything. Um, pizza 
good for me, you know. Um, honestly, I like cereal, you know, but I don't know if you really call that a food, you know. What's your favorite beverage to drink? I would probably say Orange Yahoo. Orange Yahoo? Ooh, that's yep. good. Nice. Now, what's your favorite movie of all time? Yeah, I got a lot, of, a lot of movies of all time, you know. It's, uh, like, Man on Fire was a pretty good movie. You know, the earlier Takens was kind of a good movie, kind of action-packed movies, you yeah. know. Yeah, I like, I like the Taken movies. So what's your uh, favorite music? Yeah, I'm one of the guys that can listen to anything. You know what I mean? I grew up in the 80s, so I like old rap, you know? I like old-style music, but if the radio's clear, I can listen to almost anything. I just don't like to listen to static. You know, I can listen to country, I can listen to rock. Not a big headbanger music guy, but uh, I'm, I'm pretty open on music. So, so, so old, old rap, like Run DMC, that kind of old rap? We can do some rock DMC. I can, I can do that, yeah. What, 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 what old country likes? Uh, my wife said, what kind of old country you like? Who you, who you like? You know, I don't, I don't really have a certain one. You know, I like Tim McGraw. You know, some of his older music there. Um, I'm pretty open, honestly. You like, you, you, you like, you like Dolly Parton? Do I like who? Dolly Parton. Well, come on, everybody likes Dolly Parton. If it's not just for singing, you know? Johnny Cash. Jolly. 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 Kenny Rogers. You know, Johnny Cash Johnny Cash is a little too much for me, you know? Man. It's too slow. You gotta speed it up a little bit. So so now, Mikey, do you have one most embarrassing moment you know, most embarrassing moment at the at the track that you can that you can think about? You know, I don't I don't really think I've had a most embarrassing moment. I've had some dumb moments. I had a string of red lighting last year, you know? And I'll say it. I was in the finals with Kaufman, you know, last... The only time I made it to the finals. And I'll put it this way. I red lighted so bad, I was on the return road when, when he was coming down the track. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't get embarrassed pretty much at all, but that was, that was probably one of my dumbest, dumbest moves last year, you know? I was trying to cut a light and... What happened is I lit my balls. He lit one ball, but I took off. And I was like, oh, okay. Hmm. Uh, how about this year? You've been better with the red lights this year? I've done better. Red light only once this year, and that was my fault. I overfunk it, you know, and the sad part is I red light, and the guy next to me broke, you know, but uh, I'm doing a lot better on the red lights. I think the key is don't think about it. Just go up there and do your thing and make it happen, and that's what I've done this year, and it's worked out so far. So now, what would you what would you say has been the fondest memory of your ten year drag racing career? You know, I think my fondest. I, I don't really have like one memory, but I'll be honest. I like it that my younger boy goes with me. As you probably know, young kids aren't in drag racing no more. You know, when I was a kid, a car would drive by and you heard that car, man, you look. I can drive by and an airplane and kids don't look. You know, they're just. Involved. So I really like it that my kid is with me there. You know, I like, I, me and him are making memories, you know, for when he's older. And when I won that race at Great Lakes, man, he was there. You know, we were high five and hugging each other. You know, them, them are the moments I like. You know, I don't, yeah, that's about what I got there. So then you, you, would, you would say it's very important for families to bring the kids out to watch drag racing then, right? They need to. 
here. You know, these kids got to, I don't know, it's, it's exciting, you know, and it's sad because the drag strips are closing down because people are just not going, you know, and our kids got to do more than just sit in the house and play games, you know. Right. Well, Mike, um, uh, thanks for your time for the interview. Do you have any uh, final uh, words or uh, you want to say thank you to anybody out there or anything? You know what? All I say is, hey, come see us at Great Lakes. You know, we're gonna we're gonna be there. We're gonna put on a good show, and it's gonna be our last one of the year. You know, so let's make it a good one. You know. Yeah. If anyone wants to find a schedule for next year, right? Or join the Pro E85 group on Facebook. Yes, sir. Then you can find out where all the events will be at. That's right. the best way to find us. All right. Well, thanks again, Mike. You have a great night. We'll see you next month. Sounds good. We'll see you there. All right, bye. All right, bye, bye. You what? Maple? Good evening, everybody. Everybody, welcome to the pits of Motor Chaos. This is your host, Dave. I got online special guest Mike Ghost Phipps from the Pro E85 Racing Group. How you doing, Mike? Hey, I'm doing good, Dave. How are you tonight, buddy? I'm good, man. So, so Saturday you ran at the Great Lakes, but you didn't do. You lost your first place spot, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have an issue with my car right now. It's missing, and uh, just gonna, we'll be ready for the next race. Okay, okay. Well, well, you're still in second place. You got Johnny. Johnny B took over, though, huh? Yeah, Johnny. He's a tough competitor, man. You know, he's uh, he's only car a long time. He's got it down pat, you know. They got top five. Top five. You got Johnny, then you, then Frank, and then uh, Dwayne, and then Rich. Yeah, yeah I'll tell you, it's, uh, it's a good thing Frank had a slow start because boy, he's coming out at the end here. And it's all boiling down to one more race in October. October 13th at the, the Nitro Streetcar brought the last one of the year. Yep, they wanted to put some snow tires on and do some winter racing, right? <laughs> yeah. That'll be your guys, your guys deciding race for who's going to be the king this year and the wise guys will be crowning their champion too. So, so, what what got you in the drag racing, Mike? You know, it was just cars. And the reason, you know, I like racing, the fun for me is just buying and selling hot rods. You know, it's kind of neat. It's something fun I like to do. Um, as far as getting into drag racing, when I was in high school, I grew up in South Village. I went to Bloom Trail. And we used to race right there at Chicago Heights on Cottage Grove. After school, sometimes there in school, and, uh, Now that that was uh, that was illegal street racing. That was pretty much street racing, yep. Yeah. So so when did you first start uh, drag racing on the track? What year? You know, it's kind of wild because I 
First car you raced at the drag race track? I had a uh, 2000 S10 was pretty much what I was running at the track. At the time, I was uh, really didn't have no money. I put this S10 together, and it was a fun little truck. It it would run, you know, 13 on horsepower. I get about 1090 spraying it, and uh, it was a fun truck. So what did you start driving after the truck? After a truck. I switched cars a lot. You know, I went to a Malibu. Um, just in the last three years, I've had three different cars. You know, I'm not very good at holding on to cars. So tell us about the car you're currently driving. The car I got now is a, it's a 2000 Camaro. It's got a fuel-injected big block in it. It's got a 634 in it. Uh, really good car, really good car. You know, I used to race in Pro 85 a few years back. Uh, the gentleman decided to step away and do something else, and I bought the car off him, and the, the car's been phenomenal, you know, it's, it's it's a very good car. Now, how how did you get into the Pro, 8, Pro AE85 group? You know, I always like the tennis tire racing, but uh, I don't like to spend money, you know, so was, you, you couldn't be competitive. Well, as everybody knows, Chris Swanko is a buddy of mine, and you know, I know he was racing Pro 85, and I went to one of their banquets at the end of the year, and that winter I bought a car, and I was racing with him the next year, you know? Now, Dwayne Wadra, Dwayne, Dwayne the president, right? Yes, sir. So, all right, so, now, what, what's what been the quickest time you've had with the Camaro? Uh, that, that, that car, they're all out around 830. Right in there, 840s. But it's an all-horsepower car, you know, there's no additives, mm -hmm. no nitrous, no turbo, no blower, no nothing. Now, do you, do you plan to ever add, add, add anything onto it? I'll be honest, not really. I mean, I thought about putting some nitrous on it, but uh, I think if I was going to do that, I would just buy another car, because I'll be honest, I really don't get attached to too many cars, but... uh. I don't know. I don't know what my plans are next year. I'd like to do a little more next year. I really like racing with the Pro 85, but I wouldn't mind hitting a couple different tracks. You know, me and, as you know, Rich Black, we're talking about it this year. Me, him, and Frank about going other places, and I think life just got us tied up a little bit, you know, so hopefully next year we can break loose and go do some other things. Now, for, for you, are, are there any drivers that were inspiration to you when you started drag racing? I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. What's that? I said... For for you yourself, are there any other drag racers that were inspiration to you when you started racing? Not really, to be honest. Which I was, uh, I mean, I used to love SPO back in the day. That was always a cool car to watch. And you know, the hate tank is right down the street for me, Dan Belcher. Man, I love that car, man. That's that's another cool car, you know. But um, growing up as an idol or something, I never really had one. You know, those were the two cars I used to like to watch a lot, and I still like to watch Dan's car go. You know. Yeah. I, l I love watching you guys go off the starting line, you know, doing the the big wheelies, man. Yeah, see, the problem is, when I turn mine up to do the big wheelie, it goes too fast. So, I gotta turn it down, and it don't do a big wheelie, you know? So I gotta, I'm trying to win the points right now, so I gotta keep running that 890. I think maybe next year a little bit, if I'm not way up in the points, then I'll have to turn it up and do bigger wheelies, you know? 
Yeah, those, those are the cool for pictures. You know, white when the green light goes, hit catch those pictures that a wheelie going up. Yeah, yeah wheel, wheelies are a good thing. They're exciting, no doubt. Yeah, I know my wife likes watching you guys. You know, we're, I, I think we're a good group. You know, the guys are all, you know, if my car's broke, everybody's helping me. If somebody else's car's broke, everybody's helping me. But when you're on the line, it's, it's guy against guy, you know, and it don't matter what kind of car you have. I mean, my car, honestly, is a pretty state-of-the-art car. And we're classed, I would say, a little bit. And it don't really matter. You know, Journey's got a really nice, plain Jane car in a sense. It's still a very nice car, but it don't have a lot of fancy stuff on it. And look at him. He's winning in points, you know? Yeah, that, that's how it is with any racing. You know, you're you're good friends off the starting line, but as soon as you hit the starting line, you, you're enemies. Right, right. Yep. So, so do, do, do you do you uh, currently have any sponsors for your car? I'm sorry, what's that? You have any sponsors at all? No, I don't. You know, I pretty much do it all myself. Um, Pretty much my wife, that's my sponsor, you know, she opens up that checkbook and uh, lets me buy what I want to buy, so that's, that's my, my best part right there, you know? Yeah. So, so your wife controls the banking. My, my wife's saying something, hold on. So your wife controls <laughs> your bank, huh? You know, my wife don't control the bank, we're a partnership, you know, but oh, yeah, she, okay. takes care, she takes care of the money. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's hard for my wife, because my wife really don't like drag racing. I mean, she has nothing against it. She just, she don't go to the track with me. She don't like seeing me in the car. Two years ago, I got in a pretty bad wreck and flipped the car, you know? So, she's not a big fan of the track. She's been trying to go, but it makes her very nervous, you know? So, so when you you flipped the car, which car did you flip over? I had a Mustang. I bought it on a whim just to try it out. and I went down to 41. I made a pass. On my second pass, the freeze plug came out of the motor and uh, got the big tires loose on the top end and the car flipped over backwards and slid down the track. Wow. You were okay, huh? I was fine. I'll be honest. I come out with a little scratch on my finger. I, I felt bad for my youngest boy, Aiden. You know, here he is, 16 years old at the end of the track, watching his dad upside down on fire, you know, and an electric golf cart going about two miles an hour trying to get down there. But uh, it was all good at the end of the day, you know, and I'll be honest, I think that wreck was good for me because I didn't, I didn't worry about a lot of safety equipment. I didn't worry about wearing fire pants or jacket. I'd be in a t-shirt and a helmet in them cars, you know? Yeah. So it, it made me take a good look at it. You know, now you won't get me in a car without a fire suit, you know? Right. So now when you take the Camaro out racing, do you have any uh, crew members? It's, it's my boy. You know, it's my 17-year-old boy. He's there with me every time. And I got a couple friends periodically that comes here and there and you know, Rich Black and Randy Lee and Frank and all the 85 guys are, are my crew members, you know. If I need help, they're all there to help, you know. Dwayne, all of them. Anybody to help at any time, you know. So how did you how did you get the nickname Ghost? You know, my nicknames are usually the cars, you know. My last car was a silver bullet. It was a silver Camaro. Uh, the car is the Ghost, you know. It's not me, so it just kind of blends in there. Yeah, I got you. So now, my wife said she loves the name Ghost. Nice, thank you. I love the band name Ghost too. Now, what what goes into preparation getting the car ready for a week in the drag racing? Yeah, I'll be honest. My car has been very low maintenance. I mean, it's a fuel injected car. I'm not even pushing it hard to run the number. Um, the gentleman that built it, that 
very nice car. I just got a little gremlin in it right now. It's breaking up on top end, and I'm gonna find it before next weekend. But it's it's it, it's hard to find right now. We haven't we haven't pinpointed it yet. But on a normal day, it's I'll be honest. I unload my car, I nut and bolt it, make sure everything's tight. Race day comes, I slide it in the trailer, get fuel, and we go to the track. You know. Now, besides Great Lakes Dragway and uh, 41, do you race any other tracks? You know what, I haven't this year. I'll be honest, I, I've been very busy this year. I used to own a business, and I sold it, and I was very involved in trying to sell the business, and, you know, it's just, life was busy this year, you know, so we didn't go nowhere else except 41 and Great Lakes. What kind of business you you do? do you run? I used to do, well, I still do it. I do valve operators, like power plants, water treatment plants, um, pipelines. Um, it, it was a good business. It was fun. I got to meet a lot of people, travel different places. You know, it was it was fun, but it was it was time to sell and move on. And I'm going to be an employee there for a couple of years to help the new owners get settled. And then uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Then I might have a little more time to go racing, you know? Yeah. So now with this Pro Pro E85 group, do you have a greatest competitor in there out of all these guys? You know, I really don't have a a, a, a real competitor. I think the guy I like to race the most is uh, pretty much Rich Black. Just because, I'll be honest, I met Rich Black almost two years ago. And it seems like I've known the guy my whole life, you know. We, we talk a lot. Same with Randy Lee. I can't wait till Randy gets his car off where I can race him, you know. And Frank Morgan. I like racing Frank, you know. And... I like racing all of them, honestly. I don't really have like, a real favorite, but if I had to pick, it would be Rich, because uh, my first year out, <laughs> Rich kept beating me because I kept making dumb mistakes, you know, and uh, this year, so far, he hasn't beat me, I've been beating him, so it's it's fun to go back and forth with me and him, you know? Now, th this past Saturday, didn't you guys have a burnout competition, too? Uh, we did I mean, we have a burnout competition every event, but, um... I don't think it was anything extra this last weekend. Actually, the car I had last year, that thing would do great burnouts, man. I would, I'd win it all the time. But this car I got now just does a good burnout. Just don't produce no smoke, you know. And the smoke is what wins them contests, you know. Hmm. Now, is is Rich Rich Black going to be uh, running at the October event? You know what? I just talked to Rich today. He's putting his motor back together tonight. We're hoping next Wednesday... Me, him, and Randy are going to go test at 41 before the race, so I think Rich will have his back together. I think Randy will be ready to go, too, so I, I think we'll be good. So you should have a pretty big field for that last event. Yeah, like I say, I mean, honestly, the only way I can win is if I win the whole thing and Johnny has bad luck, you know, but I wish bad luck on nobody, you know. I, it's just going to happen the way it happens, you know. Yeah. So now I'm gonna ask you a few fun questions here, Mike. Yeah. Do you, you have any hobbies outside of drag racing? You know what? I I like to take my kids skiing and stuff. We got a little place on a lake down here that uh I like to go out boating. I like to hang out in the water when we're not racing. Um, that's about the only other hobby. You know, I like cars. I like I like fixing and working on cars and uh the buying and selling is where I have a lot of fun. I just and I'm not a drinker, you know, so I really have no drug. I guess my drug would be buying and selling things, you know. Now, have you won any uh, trophies or plaques throughout your racing career yet? You know, I've won a couple last year for Pro 85 for different little things, but uh, any big events, any big trophies, no, sir, not at all.
Now, if you could, if you could do time traveling, go back in time, uh, would you do anything differently with your drag race career? What's your favorite uh, drag race track to, dra to run on? You know, I like 41 because it's close. I like 41 because it's got a long shutdown area. Um, it's kind of the home track. I have nothing against Great Lakes or any of the other ones. It's just, it's longer to get there. You know, you're at Great Lakes until 10, 11 at night. You're not getting home until like 1 in the morning. You know, that's just a long day, you know? Yeah. So now, have you ever done the 8th mile racing? Mike, what's your favorite food you food you like to eat? Favorite food I like to eat? Yeah. I'm a very boy Indianer, you know. Um, I don't have like a favorite spicy food or anything. Um, pizza's good for me, you know. Um, honestly, I like cereal, you know. But I don't know if you really call that a food, you know. What's your favorite beverage to drink? I would probably say orange juice. Orange Yahoo. Oh, that's yep. good. Nice. Now, what's your favorite movie of all time? Yeah, I got a lot, of, a lot of movies of all time. You know, it's uh, like Man on Fire was a pretty good movie. You know, the earlier Takens was kind of a good movie, kind of action-packed movies. You yeah. know. Yeah. I like I like the Taken movies. So, what's your uh, favorite music? You know, I'm one of the guys that can listen to anything. You know what I mean? Run DMC, that kind of old rap? We can do some rock DMC. I can, I can do that, yeah. What, 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 what old country you like? Uh, she, my wife said, what kind of old country you like? Who you, who you like? You know, I don't, I don't really have a certain one. You know, I like Tim McGraw. You know, some of his older music there. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty open, honestly. You like Dolly Parton? Do I like who? Dolly Parton. Johnny Cash. Jolene. Jolene. Kenny Rogers. Yeah, Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash is a little too much for me, you know? Man. It's too slow. You gotta speed it up a little bit. So, so now, Mikey, do you have one most embarrassing moment, you know, most embarrassing moment at the, at the track that you can, that you can think about?
This year, you've been better with the red lights this year? I've done better. Red light only once this year, and that was my fault. I overfunked it, you know, and the sad part is I red light, the guy next to me broke, you know, but uh, I'm doing a lot better on the red lights. I think the key is don't think about it. Just go up there and do your thing and make it happen, and that's what I've done this year, and it's worked out so far. So, now, what would you, what would you say has been the fondest memory of your 10-year drag racing career? say it's very important for families to bring the kids out to watch drag racing then, right? They need to. You know, these kids gotta, I don't know, it's, it's exciting, you know, and, and it's sad because the drag strips are closing down because people are just not going, you know, and our kids gotta do more than just sit in the house and play games, you know? Right. Well, Mike, um, uh, thanks for your time for the interview. Do you have any uh, final uh, words or uh, you want to say thank you to anybody out there or anything? Anyone wants to find a schedule for next year, right? Join the Pro E85 group on Facebook. Yes, sir. Then you can find out where all the events will be at. That's right. the best way to find us. All right. Well, thanks again, Mike. You have a great night. Hey, you too, Dave. Take care, buddy. We'll see you next month. Sounds good. We'll see you there. All right, bye. Good evening, everybody. Everybody, welcome to the pits of Motor Chaos. This is your host, Dave. I got online special guest, Mike Ghost Fip from the Pro E85 Racing Group. How you doing, Mike? Hey, I'm doing good, Dave. How are you tonight, buddy? I'm good, man. So, so Saturday you ran at the Great Lakes, but you didn't do. You lost your first place spot, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm having an issue with my car right now. It's missing, and uh, just have a. Well, you're still in second place. You got Johnny. Johnny B took over, though, huh? Yeah, Johnny. He's a tough competitor, man. You know, he's uh, he's owned a car a long time. He's got it down pat, you know. 
Then you got top five. Top five. You got Johnny, then you, then Frank, and then uh, Dwayne, and then Rich. Yeah. yeah I'll tell you, it's, uh, it's a good thing Frank had a slow start because boy, he's coming on at the end here. And it's all boiling down to one more race in October. Yes, sir. October thirteenth at the the Nitro Streetcar Brawl, the last one of the year. Yeah, that'll be your guys. Your guys deciding race for who's gonna be the king this year, and the wise guys will be crowning their champion too. Right, right. Well, you know, I'm hoping the best for Johnny, but you know, I'm hoping the best for me too. So we'll see how it lands, you know. Yeah. So, so what? What got you into drag racing, Mike? You know, it was just cars, and the reason you know I like racing. The fun for me is just. Buying and selling hot rods, you know, it's kind of neat, it's something fun I like to do. Um, as far as getting into drag racing, when I was in high school, I grew up in South Village, I went to Bloom Trail. And we used to race right there in Chicago Heights on Cottage Grove, after school, sometimes during school, and uh, I just got hooked, you know, it was just a good time. Now, that, that, was, uh, that was illegal street racing? That was pretty much street racing, yep. So, so when did you first start uh, drag racing on the track? What year? You know, it's kind of wild because I, the track was kind of a, I was kind of a late bloomer, you know. I mean, I didn't win the track until about 10 years ago, you know. My buddies always talked about, you know, back in the day when we were at the track, and I really never had a back in the day at the track. We always street raced, you know. So so what was the first car you raced at the drag race track? I had a 2000 S10 was pretty much what I was running at the track. What'd you start driving after the truck? After a truck, I'll be honest, I switched cars a lot. You know, I went to a Malibu. Um, just in the last three years, I've had three different cars. You know, I'm not very good at holding on to cars. So tell us about the car you're currently driving. The car I got now is a, it's a 2000 Camaro. It's got a fuel-injected big block in it. It's got a 634 in it. Uh... Really good car, really good car. You know, I used to race in Pro 85 a few years back. Uh, the gentleman decided to step away and do something else, and I bought the car off him, and the, the car's been phenomenal. You know, it's, it's it's a very good car. Now, how how did you get into the Pro 85 group? You know, I always like the tennis tire racing, but uh, they don't like to spend money. You know, so it's, you, you couldn't be competitive. Well, as everybody knows, Chris Swanko is a buddy of mine, and, you know, I know he was racing Pro 85, and I went to one of their banquets at the end of the year, and that winter I bought a car, and I was racing with him the next year, you know? Now, Dwayne Wadroff is the president, right? Yes, sir. So, all right, so, now, what, what's been the quickest time you've had with the Camaro? Now, do you, do you plan to ever add, add, add anything onto it? I'll be honest, not really. I mean, I thought about putting some nitrous on it, but uh, 
I think if I was going to do that, I would just buy another car, because I'll be honest, I really don't get attached to too many cars, but, uh, I don't know. I don't know what my plans are next year. I'd like to do a little more next year. I really like racing with the Pro 85, but I wouldn't mind hitting a couple different tracks. You know, me and, as you know, Rich Black, we're talking about it this year, me and him and Frank about going other places, and I think life just got us tied up a little bit, you know, so hopefully next year we can break loose and go do some other things. Now, for, for you, are, are there any drivers that were inspiration to you when you started drag racing? I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. What's that? I said, for for you yourself, are there any other drag racers that were inspiration to you when you started racing? Not really, to be honest with you. Was, uh, I mean, I used to love SPO back in the day. That was always a cool car to watch. And, you know, the hay tank is right down the street for me, Dan Belcher. Man, I love that car, man. That's, that's another cool car, you know. But, um... Growing up as an idol or something, I never really had one. You know, those were the two cars I used to like to watch a lot, and I still like to watch Dan's car go, you know? Yeah. I, I, I love watching you guys go off the starting line, doing, you know, doing the, the big wheelies, man. Yeah, see, the problem is, when I turn mine up to do the big wheelie, it goes too fast. So, I gotta turn it down, and it don't do a big wheelie, you know? So, I gotta, I'm trying to win the points right now, so I gotta keep running that 890. I think maybe next year a little bit if I'm not way up in the points there, I'll have to turn it up and do bigger wheelies, you know? Yeah, those, those are cool for pictures, you know, when, when the green light goes, hit, catch those pictures of the wheelie going up. Yeah, yeah wheelies are a good thing, they're exciting, no doubt. Yeah, I know my wife likes watch you guys. how it is with any racing you know you're you're good friends off the starting line but as soon as you hit the starting line you, you're enemies right right yep so so do you, do you do you uh currently have any sponsors for your car i'm sorry what's that you have any sponsors at all no i don't you know i pretty much do it all myself um My, my wife saying something, hold on. So your wife controls your bank, huh? You know, my wife don't control the bank. We're a partnership, you know, but mm, yeah, she, okay. takes care, she takes care of the money. Which car did you flip over? I had a Mustang. I bought it on a whim just to try it out. And I went down to 41. I made a pass. On my second pass, the freeze plug came out of the motor and uh, got the big tires loose on the top end. And the car flipped over backwards and slid down the track. Wow. You were okay, huh? I was fine. I'll be honest. I come out with a little scratch on my finger. I, I felt bad for my youngest boy, Aiden. You know, here he is. 
16 years old at the end of the track watching a band upside down on fire, you know, and an electric golf cart going about two miles an hour trying to get down there. But uh, it was all good at the end of the day, you know. And I'll be honest, I think that wreck was good for me because I didn't, I didn't worry about a lot of safety equipment. I didn't worry about wearing fire pants or jacket. I'd be in a t-shirt and a helmet in them cars, you know. Yeah. So it, it made me take a good look at it, you know. Now you won't get me in a car without a fire suit, you know. Right. So now when you take the Camaro out racing, do you have any uh, crew members? That's, that's my boy. You know, it's my 17-year-old boy. He's there with me every time. And I got a couple friends periodically that comes here and there. And, you know, Rich Black and Randy Lee and Frank and all the 85 guys are, are my crew members, you know. If I need help, they're all there to help, you know. Dwayne, all of them. Anybody to help at any time, you know. So how did you, how did you get the nickname Ghost? So now, my wife said she loves the name Ghost. Nice, thank you. I love the band name Ghost now, what what goes into preparation getting the car ready for a week in the drag racing? Yeah, I'll be honest. My car has been very low maintenance. I mean, it's a fuel injected car. I'm not even pushing it hard to run the number. Um, the gentleman that built it that built a very nice car. They just got a little gremlin in it right now. It's breaking up on top end and. I'm gonna find it before next weekend, but it's it's it, it's hard to find right now. We haven't we haven't pinpointed it yet. But on a normal day, it's I'll be honest. I unload my car, I nut and bolt it, make sure everything's tight. Race day comes, I slide it in the trailer, get fuel, and we go to the track. You know. Now, besides Great Lakes Dragway and uh, 41, do you race any other tracks? You know what? I have it this year. I'll be honest. I, I've been very busy this year. I used to own a business, and I sold it, and. I was very involved in trying to sell the business, and, you know, it's just, life was busy this year, you know, so we didn't go nowhere else except 41 and Great Lakes. What kind of business do you, you do, do you run? I used to do, well, I still do, I do valve operators, like power plants, water treatment plants, um, pipelines, um, it, it was a good business, it was fun, I got to meet a lot of people, travel different places, you know, it was it was fun, but it was it was time to sell and move on. And I'm going to be an employee there for a couple of years to help the new owners get settled. And then uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Then I might have a little more time to go racing, you know? Yeah. So now with this Pro, Pro E85 group, do you have a greatest competitor in there out of all these guys? You know, I really don't have a, 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 a real competitor. I think the guy I like to race the most is uh, pretty much Rich Blank, just because... I'll be honest, I met Rich Black almost two years ago, and it seems like I've known the guy my whole life, you know? We, we talk a lot. Same with Randy Lee. I can't wait till Randy gets his car off where I can race him, you know? And Frank Morgan. I like racing Frank, you know? And I like racing all of them, honestly. I don't really have, like, a real favorite, but if I had to pick, it would be Rich, because uh, my first year out, <laughs> Rich kept beating me because I kept making dumb mistakes, you know? And uh, this year, so far, he hasn't beat me. I've been beating him, so it's... It's fun to go back and forth with me and him, you know? Now, th this past Saturday, didn't you guys have a burnout competition, too? Uh, we didn't. I mean, we have a burnout competition every event. But um, I don't think it was anything extra this last weekend. Actually, the car I had last year, that thing would do great burnouts, man. I would, I'd win it all the time. But this car I got now just does a good burnout. just don't produce. 
produce no smoke, you know, and the smoke is what wins them contests, you know. Now, is is Rich Rich Black going to be uh, running at the October event? You know what? I just talked to Rich today. He's putting his motor back together tonight. We're hoping next Wednesday, me, him, and Randy are going to go test at 41 before the race. So I think Rich will have his back together. I think Randy will be ready to go, too. So I, I think we'll be good. So you should have a pretty big field for that last event. So now I'm gonna ask you a few fun questions here, Mike. Yep. You have, do you have any hobbies outside of drag racing? You know what? I I like to take my kids skiing and stuff. We got a little place on a lake down here that uh I like to go out boating. I like to hang out in the water when we're not racing. Um, that's about the only other hobby. You know, I like cars. I like I like fixing and working on cars and uh, the buying and selling is where I have a lot of fun. I just and I'm not a drinker, you know, so I really have no drug. I guess my drug would be buying and selling things, you know. Now, have you won any uh, trophies or plaques throughout your racing career yet? You know, I've won a couple last year for Pro 85 for different little things, but uh, any big events, any big trophies, no, sir, not at all. Now, if you could if you could do time traveling and go back in time, uh, would you do anything differently with your drag race career? What's your favorite uh, drag race track to, dra to run on? You know, I like 41 because it's close. I like 41 because it's got a long shutdown area. Um, it's kind of the home track. I have nothing against Great Lakes or any of the other ones. It's just, it's longer to get there. You know, you're at Great Lakes until 10, 11 at night. You're not getting home until like 1 in the morning. You know, that's just a long day, you know? Yeah. So now, have you ever done the 8th mile racing? Mike, what's your favorite food you food you like to eat? Favorite food I like to eat? Yeah. I'm a very bland eater, you know. Um, I don't have like a favorite spicy food or anything. Um, pizza's good for me, you know. Um, honestly, I like cereal, you know, but I don't know if you really call that a food, you know. What's your favorite beverage to drink? Yahoo. Ooh, that's yep. good. Nice. Now, what's your favorite movie of all time? You know, I got a lot of, lot of movies of all time. You know, it's uh, like Man on Fire was a pretty good movie. You know, the earlier Takens was kind of a good movie, kind of action-packed movies. You yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like the Taken movies. So, what's your uh, favorite music? You know, I'm one of the guys that can listen to anything. You know what I mean? I'm 
old rap, you know, I like old style music, but if the radio's clear, I can listen to almost anything. I just don't like to listen to static, you know, I can listen to country, I can listen to rock, not a big headbanger music guy, but uh, I'm pretty open on music. So, so, so old rap, like Run DMC, that kind of old rap? We can do some Run DMC, I can, I can do that, yeah. Uh, my wife said, "What kind of old country you like? Who you who you like?" You know, I don't, I don't really have a certain one. You know, I like Tim McGraw. You know, some of his older music there. Um, I'm pretty open, honestly. You like you, you like you like Dolly Parton? Do I like who? Dolly Parton. Well, come on, everybody likes Dolly Parton. If it's not just for singing, you know. Got Johnny Cash. Jolene. Jolene. Yeah. Kenny Rogers. Yeah, Johnny Cash. So now, Mikey, do you have one most embarrassing moment? You know, most embarrassing moment at the at the track that you can that you can think about. You know, I don't I don't really think I've had a most embarrassing moment. I've had some dumb moments. I, I had a, a string of red lighting last year, you know. And I'll say, and I was in the finals with Hoffman, you know, last the only time I made it to the finals. And I put it this way. I ran night so bad, I was on the return road when, when he was coming down the track. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't get embarrassed pretty much at all, but that was, that was probably one of my dumbest, dumbest moves last year, you know, I was trying to cut a light, and what happened is I lit my balls, he lit one ball, but I took off. And I was like, oh, okay. Hmm. Uh, how about this year? You been better with the red lights this year? Now, what would you what would you say has been the fondest memory of your ten year drag racing career? You know, I think my fondest. I, I don't really have like one memory, but I'll be honest. I like it that my younger boy goes with me. As you probably know, young kids aren't in drag racing no more. You know, when I was a kid, a car would drive by and you heard that car, man, you look. I can drive by an airplane and kids don't look. You know, they're just. Involved. So I really like it that my kid is with me there. You know, I like, I, me and him are making memories, you know, for when he's older. And when I won that race at Great Lakes, man, he was there. You know, we were high five and hugging each other. You know, them, them are the moments I like. You know, I don't, yeah, that's about what I got there. So then you, you, would, you would say it's very important for families to bring the kids out to watch drag racing then, right? They need to. You know, these kids got to, I don't know, it's, it's exciting, you know, and it's sad because the drag strips are closing down because people are just not going, you know, and our kids got to do more than just sit in the house and play games, you know. Right. Well, Mike, um, uh, thanks for your time for the interview. Do you have any uh, final uh, words or uh, you want to say thank you to anybody out there or anything? You know what? All I say is, hey, come see us at Great Lakes, you know. We're going we're gonna to be there. We're going to put on a good show and... It's going to be our last one of the year, you know, so let's make it a good one, you know. Yeah, if anyone wants to find a schedule for next year, right away, join the Pro E85 group on Facebook. Yes, sir. Then you can find out where all the events will be at. 
That's the best way to find us. All right. Well, thanks again, Mike. You have a great night. Hey, you too, Dave. Take care, buddy. We'll see you next month. Sounds good. We'll see you there. All right. Bye. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Pizza Motor Chaos. This is yours, Dave. I got online special guest, funny car driver, Steve Dorthrop. How, the, what, uh, how, what's the name of the car? The Bam 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 What's the name of the funny car, Steve? The Bam Boom someone? Pop Bam Boom. There you go. Now, Steve, how, how did you uh, first get into drag racing? different cars have you driven throughout your drag racing career now? Um, I've had one, two, three. This is actually my fourth drag car. I spent a number of years running um, a dirt track stock car and a dirt track TQ midget. So, simply because it was local stuff. It was, I lived in Ventura, California then. It was five minutes from the house and it was much cheaper than towing around Southern California with a drag car, which tended to be quite expensive at the time. Now, is this your first funny car or have you had before that? This is my first funny car. You know, in, in 1989, I started a business called Competition Dynamics. And what we did is we built data recorders that went in these cars. So in the course of the business, I got to see how these cars were run and, more importantly, how they were tuned and a lot of the data that came off of these cars. And basically, I think that's kind of what prompted me. I, I met some really interesting people, some some great racers and some great manufacturers. And I think that's really kind of what led me to into this, into building this car. Um, I'd always wanted one since the first time I saw them when I was 16 years old. I always wanted one of these cars. It was just never really financially available, if you know what I mean. Right. Now, this funny car, is it nitro-injected? Yes, it is. This is a um, 572 cubic inch Arius Hemi that, uh, with a stack injector. And this particular combination can run 50 to 60%. Um, we get above that, we'll have to change the fuel pump and the barrel valve and probably the stack injector itself. But, uh, so we're, we're kind of working up to this. We wanted to run fuel, we wanted to run a funny car, and quite frankly, a blown funny car just isn't in my budget. <laughs> right. this, seemed, this seemed a lot more tenable. 
Now, how did you how did you come up with the name of the funny car? I was, you know, I kept trying to come up with something I thought would be a little bit catchy. And you know, when I when I thought about it, you know, the the, the pop bang boom thing. Well, you know, we put pop in the tank; it goes bang when you let out the clutch, and hopefully, we're booming on the top end. But of course, you can take it a whole bunch of different ways too, which very many people have pointed out to me the last year or so. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's a lot of different connotations of the name of this car. So I, I just thought it was something interesting to do. It was a little bit different. Um, and I, I think it's going to work out. We actually had a, um, a song written about our car after the Denton race. There's uh, Ruthie Hedge, um, wife of Frank Rootbeer Hedge, who's an old mentor of mine. Um, he, she actually wrote a song and did this video from the race, and it was absolutely, uh, I just thought it was absolutely awesome. Because now, now our car has a theme song, no less, so... Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so, so yeah, let, let's recap uh, Funny Car Cast. How'd you do up there? Oh, well, we, we made the show, and that was really our, our, our plan. We've, we've had problems. You know, we've only had this car out. Um, that was our third trip to the track in this car. And we've only, um, the first two trips were uh, quite disastrous. We ended up with a really bad front-end speed wobble, uh, which basically made the car drivable. And for chaos, we finally got that sorted out. The car went down track, so really, we got two. We only got two runs at Chaos since the, you know we had that weather issue on Friday. Right. And um, we actually got the car down track under power. It didn't run real. It ran okay. Part of it was driver. Part of it was not knowing the car yet, um, and being able to actually get down track under power. And uh, we ended up qualifying for the race, which was our big goal. A lot of a lot of cars had trouble, so it didn't take a lot to get into the show. And we were we were happy to get there because you know, we got to bring home a little bit of money. That was, um, and, you know, all in all, it was a good trip for us. We learned a lot. We came home with smiles on our face, even though we felt like drowned rats after Friday. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me ask you this, Steve. What what was the experience like the first time dra- driving down the drag strip with the funny car? Um, it, it was actually quite surprising, you know. I I didn't think I, I, I've sat in this car so many times in the shop getting it ready, get seared up, you get strapped in, you know, you know where the controls are, you get a feel for it, and I was just never really comfortable. Well, the funny thing happened when they first start, started the motor, we were in um, Amarillo at the Funny Car Chaos Race out there. Um, they fired the car, they put the body down, and I felt fairly comfortable, which kind of surprised me. Um, unfortunately, at the chaos, the chaos race in Amarillo, we didn't get very far. We did a we did a wimpy little burnout trying to figure out the car, and then uh, the reverser lever fell off the car, and uh, we just had to drive it down track and go back to the pit. So there we had something fall off, you know, and that's what we kind of expect. You know, we we don't want to see that, but you, you kind of expect little problems like that. Um, the real the real eye opener for me was the the qualifying pass we made in Denton at the chaos race there. Um, even though I left the, the, I, you know, being the new driver to this car, I just, uh, I left in high gear. It didn't run very well to, to the middle of the track, but when the thing picked up some speed, it really started to move, and it was really quite impressive and made me feel good. It's, I think this car is going to run really well. So I think we're, we're quite happy with how things, are, how things are coming around with this car now. Now, now aside from all the pro- problems the car had and uh, rain and all that, how how is your funny car cast uh, you know experience? I just think you know uh, to me this is it's, it's probably the most awesome series that's come along in years. Um, I grew up in Seattle, you know, in the Tacoma, Seattle area, in Washington State, and we grew up with sixty four funny cars. 
and that's kind of my frame of reference. And when we walk through the staging lanes, you know, on, on Saturday afternoon, and there's, you know, 28, 30 cars in the lanes, it just it brought back memories of Seattle. And I just thought it was, it was very cool because there's very few places you'll see that many funny cars in one place. And the variety of cars, too. You know, you can go to the March meet or something like that and see it. They're all, you know, nostalgic cars, which is cool. But at Chaos, it's anything's, anything's, it's wide open. You know, anything goes. So yeah. you see later model stuff. You see some of the old nostalgia-style cars. Um, it, it, it just did my heart good because I've been a fan of these cars since I was 16 years old. So I just, I'm really happy with what Chris Graves is doing and those guys. They just, they're really, they keep trying to bring more and more money in and they're trying to, you know, keep the promotion going. And I think next year they're going to have, as they said, seven or eight races next year. And I think next year is going to be a real banner year for them. I, I just think the fans love it. People love these cars, you know, and there's a little bit of money out there for those, you know, the little butt guys like me. So I just, I can't say enough good things about it. I could probably talk about that for the next time. <laughs> yeah, Chris Graves, Chris Graves has an awesome event, him and Tara. Man. Yeah, I think I think it's just gonna keep, you know, growing, growing more and more and more and more checks every year. I would I would certainly love to see that. I think it, it would be great to see them get around. You know, they're basically southwest based. I know they've got an east coast or an eastern race uh, out there in uh, Illinois, and it would be great to see them go to the northwest or even California or you know down in Florida area or something to see them move around a little more. Because I think it would bring more cars out because. You know, for us, we can't really afford to travel that far. Denton for us was a 12-hour tow. That's a that's a pretty hefty expense for our, our meager budget. And I think if you get out to other tracks around the country like that, I think you're going to bring out a lot of the local guys that may not be able to race, and race a lot. And that's what Chaos really has done. There's probably a ton of funny cars parked in people's garages because they simply have no place to race anymore. And Chris, is, Chris and Terry are giving, giving us a place to race. And I just think that's awesome. Yeah. Now, California would be interesting because with all those uh, funny cars out in California. <laughs> yeah, I know there's a ton of funny cars in California that are running simply because, you know, your your only real choices are, you know, you can run, there's a few of the heritage classes like 70 Pro or any one or, or, you know, if you, if you got the bucks, you know, NFC. But other than that, it's the NHRA, you know, the big NHRA game where you're running, you know, you know pop alcohol funny car or something like that, and there's just not a lot of racing places to race out that direction. I think you'd bring a lot of cars out of the woodwork. I know of two or three right now out there that haven't run yet. They're the new cars, or the old cars that are being refurbished, and that's the big question is where are these guys going to race? Right. So now, Steve from, well, the funny car, um, What's been the quickest? I know you haven't ran it, run it that many times, but what's been the quickest you ran? Oh, on the on the drag strip. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't even think I could tell you. It's been so long. I mean, we ran we ran a seven second, ninety five mile an hour pass to the eighth mile, which is really quite crappy, and that was a high gear pass. Um, so other than that, I I really couldn't tell you because the race, the drag racing I've done is dated back into the eighties. I quit. I basically I moved into we tried to run a stock eliminator car when I started my company, and that just got very expensive, and we were towing a lot, and then we got into stock cars, and then midgets, TQ midgets, and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, I, I might have run a 14-something, and yeah, I think I ran a 14-something in the stock car at like 95 miles an hour and a quarter. 
nothing nothing stellar, but it was, you know, it was always fun. Anytime you get out in the track, it didn't matter how fast you were going, you got the adrenaline pumping, get out there and you line it up with somebody else, it's, it's just a blast. I just, it's, it was my favorite sport. I, I love the dirt track stuff. I love all kinds of racing. The, the you know, the drag strip's always been my number one thing, so. So what, what's what been the quickest CT with the funny car so far? The quickest we got it, it was, it was um, at, at Chaos at uh, Denton was a 7. We ran 7, 717 at 95 mile, I think, in email. So we're going to find out this weekend, actually, because we, we're going to Albuquerque Dragway this weekend with the car for two days, and we're going to start working on our licensing, our NHI license, which we didn't have to have at, at Denton, uh, which, is, which was really cool and we were able to race there. Um, so we're going to hopefully make six, seven passes up in Albuquerque this weekend. We really hope to see this car at least get into the eights, you know, maybe 140, 150 miles an hour and a quarter mile. Um, and from there, we'll start gathering some data on it, and we can start looking at tuning the car up. So now we've got it going down track straight, and it's not wobbling. And, you know, now we've got a chance to actually work on the tune-up and, and try to bring the engine around and, and the driver and the crew. So we have a, we're, we're really looking forward and really excited about going up the track this weekend since we're going to have a good couple of days. Um, Ray Stringer's going to be up there, and Lyle Greenberg's going to be up there, so we'll be up there watching my watching my runs for licensing. Um, we're kind of excited to be able to hang out with them too. Those are two great racers too. We've had a great time getting to know those guys. Yeah, I've I've had both of them for interview, interviews before. Yeah, great guys. Mm-hmm. So now, for when you you know when you first started drag racing, what, was there anybody? That's been, you know, was inspiration to you back in the day, like old funny car drivers? Yeah, I had a couple, you know. Raymond Beetle on the Blue Max was probably number one. Back in the day, I think me and a million other kids my age were, we were gaga over Beetle on the Max. And, and there were other guys like Dale Poldy with a War Eagle car. That was a beautiful car they had. Um, and, you know, there, and then there's Domper Dome and McEwen and all the guys that used to come out to Seattle all the time every summer for the big 64 funny car race. They were all cool, and I, of course, I was an NHRA member, and I got the national drive so we followed all of them throughout the year. That was, you know, in, the, in a great state of Washington where it rains most of the time. You don't get a lot of racing action up there, so, you know, you just follow it in the paper, you know, and see what's going on and how your how your heroes are doing. So that was, uh, but yeah, the, the main two, I think the big two were, yeah, Beetle and, Beetle and Poldy were two of my biggest, biggest, biggest heroes back in the day. So so how, how cool was it to watch out a, Ronnie and the Blue Max go against the Nancy Matters at Funny Car Cast. Oh, man, that was the one. I really wanted to line up next to the Max car. I was really, I thought that was really cool, but I I was chomping at a bit. If I could line up and get a picture with a Blue Max in my car, I just thought that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it was great to see them there. And, you know, and Dale Poldy was there with Nancy Matter. Yeah, that was, and I actually finally got to meet Dale. Um, which was very cool. I didn't spend too much time talking, but it was interesting to just go over and say hello. And we buy our we buy our nitro from Dale, so I talked to him on the phone a few times. And you know, it's one of your old heroes you actually get to meet. And it's just it's a really cool thing. And there are a lot of people at the chaos race like that. You know, some old timers, and and then the young guys like me, not young, but the new guys like me. So it was it was it was, it was, it was great. It was absolutely great. So now, when you take the funny car out, how many crew members do you have, and who are your crew members? Sandrag, we were on a Sandrag truck for a couple of years, and he was with me during Sandrag days, and he's really 
really come around and learn what it takes to run one of these cars. We got his buddy John with us in, uh, in uh, Denton, and my, my good friend and neighbor Andy Squire next door, um, he went with us to Amarillo. So it's kind of, you know, it's kind of like a pickup crew almost. We get who we can, Rich and I, and if we, we've got a couple of buddies out in California, uh, Nick Harris is one of them, and, and uh, Bob Seitz, um, if they can get out, they've they both got new jobs now, so it's hard for them to get away, and we haven't seen them yet, but uh, I'm sure at some point they'll be along. It, it'd be great to have three or four or five guys. It'd be a whole lot easier to run this car. But we can do it with two guys, and, and so far we've gotten through it. We've gotten to where we, um, we've been in, in, in Denton. We announced for a backup girl. We had a backup girl about five minutes after the announcement because we, you know, we didn't have anybody to help us back up the car, and that worked out pretty good. So we're <laughs> just, you know, it's one of those things where you just go out and do what you can, and, yeah, if we can pick up a little bit of help here and there, that's great. Now, currently, do you have any sponsors, Steve? Nope, just me, me and the and the race team. That's uh, pretty much everything. And this car comes out of my pocket, so we haven't really done anything yet. We, you know, we haven't really looked around for any kind of sponsorship. Um, but that's certainly something that we want to look into here in the next over the, into the next season. Okay, now now when you you got a race weekend, like say this weekend coming up, you got you're going racing. What goes into preparation to get this funny car ready? from Denton and everything was in pretty good shape other than the fact that we're, we're spending a lot of time on the chassis. We got caught in a rainstorm with the car, so we're spending a lot of time with Regs and WD-40 wiping the chassis down to try to keep, the, keep it from rusting. Um, other than that, normal maintenance for us, we didn't really hurt anything, so it's, you know, change the oil and clean the injection system out and um, basically just go around and reset the clutch, have a good look at everything, make sure you go around the car, make sure everything's tight. Um, it really isn't terribly, terribly labor-intensive to get this car ready. And part of that's the, the system we run. Since we're running a, a simple injection system and not a blower, um, I think things are a little easier for us. We don't have we have a single nozzle system instead of multiple nozzles in each cylinder. We don't have to worry about the blower or you know, any of those kinds of things. So I think that kind of helps us with our maintenance and getting the car prepped for the next race. So now what are some of your favorite tracks to run on? Well, my, my, my honest favorite track is, you know, back in Seattle where I grew up. Um, I'd absolutely love to take the car up there and run it. Um, Bakersfield's also another favorite place of mine. Um, I've been going I'd, for a lot, of, a lot of years. We went to the March meet, and, uh, which is the big race. Now it's the big nostalgia race. Um, really enjoyed Denton. I thought Denton was a great track. It was nice and wide. It had a big shutdown. It was all concrete. Pretty much all concrete down through the shutdown. Um Really enjoyed racing there. So, other than that, we, you know, I've been to a lot of other tracks. I'd love to go to Indy. That's a cool track, but I've um, never run a car there. So I've helped a lot of guys out out there, but never, never with my own car. Now, do you do you prefer the quarter mile or eighth mile? Right now, I'm actually happy with the eighth mile. I'm trying to bring this car up to speed, but we're kind of excited this weekend that we're we're going to be on a quarter mile track and we're going to get to run this thing all the way down track and see what it'll do. So I think in the long term, I'm going to be happier on the quarter mile, but right now, the way we've got the car set up, we're, we're kind of set up for the eighth mile. We've got a, a really short gear in it and a really low first gear, so the car should run really well for the eighth mile. Um, you know, we get we get the thing tuned up. We maybe we maybe start running out of gear with the with the um, with the setup we've got in it right now. But we'll we'll see how that goes as we get the thing up to speed. Now, the body of the funny car. What make is what make is the body? It's a, it's a Ford Mustang 2.0. Uh, 
body, 1976, and the, the body was uh, built by a guy named Bob Rosetti at Funny Farm Fabrication out in Pennsylvania, and just, just an absolute gorgeous, he did, it's a beautiful job, it's a nice, lightweight, strong body, and I just can't say enough good things about it, you know, Bob, Bob does great work out there, and been really proud to have a lot of really talented people work on this car and help me build this car. Bruce Dana in California did the chassis work. Um, and he's, he's one of those guys that's a real craftsman and just some absolutely gorgeous work on this thing. And I just, I just tickled to death that, that the car came out as nice as it did. So we're really, really happy with it. Now, who did the paint job? The paint job, um, the actual paint work was applied by uh, my neighbor, a gentleman by the name of Gary Tootin. Um, he was a, basically a retired body guy, but he still works out of his house. He lives around the corner from me. He did the base coat, clear coat coloring on it. The graphics were designed and applied by a company called Out of the Blue Graphics in Las Cruces, New Mexico, um, one of the local graphics places. They, they seem to, they've never really done a car like this, but they, they kind of got excited about it and were, you know, had some really good ideas and they did a nice job with the lettering. I was really pleased with how they did on the lettering and, um, I just thought, yeah, it was, it just came out cool. So, yeah, we've had some, we've had a little bit of good help around here too. Oh, that's good. So now, after this weekend, do you have any more events planned or are you done? I think we're probably going to be done for the season. Um, depending on how licensing goes, some, I've got some, some racing friends who have been trying to convince me to go out to the hot rod arena, but I don't think we're going to be able to make that. We're not, I don't think we're going to have a uh, we may or may not have a license in it. I don't know. And we're, I'm not going to go out there without it simply because it's a long show and it's an expensive trip. And while I'd love to take the car out and show it off, um, I think it may be better just to, you know, regroup, start building the war chest for next season because we, we spent a lot of money this summer and it's time to, time to put a little of that money back, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so, so now where do you get all your fire safety equipment from? Actually, I, most of my most of my stuff comes deep from DJ or what I like to call I like to call them Deeps, which is you know the old name of the company because we used them way back when. Um, but I do have I have, I have a few other things I have a, a Simpson helmet and things like that that weren't weren't made by DJ. So, but um, their their equipment is, is top notch has been for years. Jim Deeps, I was I got to meet Jim Deeps a couple of times when he was alive and he was he was a very cool guy. He was um, just, you know, bend over backwards to help you out and make you feel like you're just, uh, you know, just like one of the pros. I just, I, that really impressed me with him. Okay, now, now Steve, if, if someone were to listen to this interview and they were, they got, of course, you know, got interest in driving a funny car, what kind of advice would you give? Save your money and don't be in a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> this car took us five years to build. Um, from when we started to uh, when we started acquiring parts to when we actually put it on the track, um, you need to you need to have a lot of dedication, a lot of perseverance, and it's something you really got to be driven to do. Because there were times, honestly, for me when I wondered what the hell I was doing. We'd run into problems with certain things, or th certain things cost more than you expected, or things didn't fit right, or you know all the all the little things that go with building a car from the ground up. If you if you want to get into it. And I did this. I looked for a year for a rolling chassis with a body that, that I felt was suitable and that what I wanted as a nostalgia-looking funny car. Um, and I simply couldn't find it, so we ended up having a bill. Um, you know, go buy a roller. It'll shortcut the process by a couple of years. 
you know, get your engine, get your engines together, you know, find a good body and a good, a good chassis. And, and that way you can at least shortcut it. You'll get it to the track. It won't be as frustrating. Yeah. I, I, I was surprised to see, uh, Mike McIntyre saw the Mick, Mick, you know, the Mick attack car. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, I was surprised he sold it. Well, he said he's going to build a big show car now. Yeah, yeah. that'd be cool. I think my, Mike Peck bought the um, Mick attack car now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so throughout your career, have you had any close accidents or near ex- or any accidents at all? How about what your the other three drag cars you had before? No, no near accidents at all. No, no, not at all. That's good. Well, knock on wood, you'll never have an yeah, accident. Knock on, knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> now, if 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 people want to find out where you're going to be racing at, you know, online or whatever, what's the best way for them to find a schedule for you? Um, well, we have we have our Facebook page, which is the Nitro Hell Racing Team, or at, at Team Nitro Hell um, is our Facebook site, um, which basically tells you what's going on with the car, where we're going, who's doing what, and anything else people want to post there. <laughs> you know that works. So, in the old days, we used to do our own websites and things with the different cars, but the Facebook just seems to be much more attuned to. Keeping people informed, it's easier to deal with. Yeah, everybody's right there. I mean, it's just, it seems to be built for this kind of thing. So we decided to dive into the social media aspect of it for this car and, and see what uh, see if we can keep people informed and let them know what we're doing at the international come out and see us run. Yeah, you guys keep it updated pretty frequently? Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, I, I'm sure over the winter and off season it might slow down a little bit, but um, anytime, anytime we know we're going somewhere, we try to post it up so we let people know where we're going and where we're going to be and, and what's going on. And hopefully, hopefully we'll have some, be able to post up some good results coming back from our licensing work up in Albuquerque this weekend. Um, so yeah, so people can get an idea of what this car, I'm, I'm really interested in finding out what this car is going to run. Yeah. And I think the six or seven passes, we ought to start, you know, getting some idea of, you know, what it can do and, and then we can pass that along. And cause that's the biggest question everybody asks, Hey, what's it run? Well, I can't really tell you that yet. <laughs> Right. We haven't quite got there. So. Yeah. Alright, so now we're at the fun question uh, portion. Are you ready for the fun questions now? Yeah, there I go. Now, Steve, do you have any hobbies outside of drag racing? Oh, yeah, I love to shoot my old M1 Garands, man. I just I haven't for a couple of years now because I've been so busy with the car, but um, one of the things that's, that's great about living out here in, in southern New Mexico is that you know we can drive 10 minutes down the road and go shoot our guns. 
Um, and I, I really enjoy that. And uh, I like I've, I've collected a few of the old M1s from World War II and Korea, and it's just something, I'm, something I've been interested in for a long, long time, and it's just it's fun to do. So just wish I had a little more time to do it. <laughs> yeah. So, so now, Steve, let me ask you this one. If uh, mm-hmm. if someone gave you $200 million and asked you to build a brand new drag race track, where would you consider building the new track and what kind of features would you put into this new track? Oh, where? That's a good question. I'll like, tell you where it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be in California, as much as they need a racetrack. Um, you know, I don't know, maybe here in New Mexico. I mean, there's a great track down in El Paso. You know, we've got Albuquerque up the road. Um, you know, I, I can't really think of where, but I know I know I built a nice wide concrete track that's, you know, nothing but concrete. We want plenty of stands, a nice big tower, maybe some VIP booths, and a whole lot of paved parking for all the racers. You know, and maybe, you know, bathrooms with toilets that flush would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, most, places, most places are gearing up to that. I mean, it's just... Yeah, you'd make it, you know, with that kind of money, you'd make it as nice as you could. I just, you know, I honestly couldn't tell you where to put it. You'd want to probably near a fairly good-sized population center, you know, one of those where you could run, you know, Friday night, Saturday night grudge deals or something to try to keep the kids off the streets and keep them street racing. You know, charge them like they did back when I was a kid, charge them five or ten bucks to get in and, and let the kids go you know, race each other. That way, you know, keep them a little safer. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, that just... Yeah, I'd, I'd try to make it as nice as you could with, you know, good stands. Maybe even have some covered stands might be kind of cool for, you know, hotter places like New Mexico. Um, but, yeah, yeah, nothing but, nothing but concrete. Big, long, concrete track. That would be cool. All right. Now, throughout your uh, racing career, have you won any trophies or plaques or anything like that? No, with the, I, have, I have yet to won anything drag racing. Um Won a few races in a stock car years ago. Um, didn't, didn't hit a lick with the old TQ. That was a really tough class, and those guys could really drive. Um, came close in the sand drag. We made the semis a couple times in the sand drag track, but uh, no, looking looking forward to winning something someday. I, you know, at this point, we're happy if we get into the race and win a round. You know, that's one, kind of one step at a time. So, Yeah. Um, now, Steve, if you could do time traveling and go back in time, would you do anything differently with your racing career? Probably not. I, you know, if I had a lot of money when I was younger, yeah, I'd have built this car a long time ago. Um, but no, I think, I think my racing career, it, it worked out pretty well. I, I got to spend a lot of time studying, studying cars like this, working around them, learning about the, you know, what makes them run and what makes them go quick. Um, and I think it was a good build-up. You know, I finally got to a point where I felt like, you know, I had a little bit, you know, a little bit of money I could spend so we could put a car together. Um, and we knew how to, by then, by then I knew how to run. I knew what it was going to take to run the car. Back when you were a kid, you know, the car, it looks very glamorous, you know, and that's why I collect the joke with guys, you know. It's midnight, I'm underneath the car changing the oil or something, I tell people, this is the glamorous side of racing. You're out here, you know, thrashing on this thing all night long to get it ready for the next race. And those are the things that take years, really, to develop. So I'm not sure I'd really do much off. I'd, I'd certainly like to have had some faster cars in my youth, but, you know, it all comes down to money again. Right. 
So now, do you, do, you, do you have any kids? No, I don't. I have dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how many dogs do you have? We have four dogs right now. We have uh, a little black lab, an Australian shepherd, a little old winter dog, and a terrapoo. Nice. So and they, they keep us out of trouble. They are, they are kids. Yeah. Do you, do you take them to track? No, unfortunately not. I, uh, I'm not sure how uh, many of them really react. Um, and they're, you know, I'd, I'd love to take my labs hunting or shooting or something, but I'm kind of afraid to do that because I think it might, you know, the same kind of thing. I, I think the sound might scare them off. Mm-hmm. I was really surprised at Denton how many dogs were in the pits, though. There were a lot of there were a lot of dogs out there in the pits. So, you know, it'd be nice to do that, but it just I, I don't know if I uh, I don't know if I'd be comfortable with it. There's so much going on around there. You know, you need to really pay attention out there when you're walking around the the, the pit lanes and stuff because uh, you know things could happen. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. So now, Steve, what what's your favorite food to eat? Oh, my favorite food. Well, out here it's it's mostly tacos. I'm a I'm a carne asada taco guy. I, there's a couple of restaurants around that make great tacos, and I'm I'm a huge fan of that. And you know, we have a lot of the out here. We have the, the great green chili from Hatch too, and that just even adds adds more flavor to it. So I, I guess I guess you could say we we kind of joked around this when we, when we came out to New Mexico 12 years ago that. We've been assimilated. We started with mild chili. Now we're in the hot chili we can get. So, <laughs> so, so at, at Funny Car Cast, did you get any of John Hale's barbecue sauce? No, I did not. I did not have a chance to get over there. We were a little bit, you know, between the rain and trying to turn the car around. We got a little bit busy and didn't get over there to, to try the barbecue. I really wanted to try it, too. I saw the big barbecue Saturday night as we were rolling out of the track, too. So, you didn't have a you didn't have a chance to try it, did you? No, not no. Not, not yet. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. We'll see. We'll see John again soon. I'm sure. Oh yeah. So, what's your favorite beverage to drink? Oh well, you know, on the alcohol variety, I, I like Dos Equis. That's one of my favorite beers, and um, other than that, I drink a lot of iced tea. Just re- oh, so. re- regular iced tea, unsweetened. Yeah, just plain all on sweet iced tea. That works really well for me. So when you're at the track, what do you drink mostly? Water. We drink, well, especially, we drink a lot of water. <laughs> yeah, we have occasional sodas. We'll get some sodas. I like Dr. Pepper or 7 Up's pretty good, and sometimes maybe a Pepsi. But most of the time, we just, we, I think we went through two cases of water in two days out there. And, you know, even, even with the rain, the humidity and everything, it was just, you know, it was, Hot, humid, muggy, and, you know, everybody's, we're all sweating like pigs, so. It was a lot of water at the racetrack. All right, now, what's, what's your favorite movie of all time? Oh, you know, I got a couple free, but I, I, I think I'm going to have to go with Raiders of the Lost Ark. And it's a, a little bit older, <laughs> kind of dates me, but um, I honestly think that was one of the best movies ever made. There's a, there's a few others that are pretty good too, but uh, that's the one, I, I think I've seen that. They used to play it in a the theater in Tacoma when we were kids, it, it was a dollar to get in, and I think we must have seen it 30 times, and that's where they ran it for a year, we'd go down, you know, it was a cheap date night, you'd take your girlfriend down to the theater and watch Raiders of the Lost Ark, and it left you enough money to go buy a cheeseburger or something afterwards. 
So, what did you think about the last Indiana Jones movie? Oh, it was good. Uh, the the newer ones have gotten. Uh, I don't think they're quite as good. I, I maybe not well as thought out. Maybe more formula. Formula. Uh, what am I trying to say? You know, too much of a formula going on there. And they were good. And they were interesting. They were entertaining, of course. Um, but um, yeah, I've always been. I'm kind of a kind of a Harrison Ford fan too. I, I like a lot of his movies. So, um, really liked the, the the original Blade Runner movie, and even the new Blade Runner movie. I thought was pretty good. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of his work I've really enjoyed. So, so you like Star Wars? Oh yeah, yeah. It was, I've seen Star Wars probably twenty times too, and and all the derivations thereof, or all the different films they've had. So what what's your what's your opinion on the newer Star Wars movie, like The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, the last two? Sure, the storylines seem to be pretty intriguing, and they're you know trying to hold. They seem to hold your interest as to what's going on, and you're not really sure how things are going to turn out. And I always thought those were extremely well done movies. It's you know I, I just I'm I'm still partial to the original. Maybe it's just because I'm old. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I I love the first three original movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, those would have to be my favorites too. But, but my probably, and it, honestly, it's probably it's probably from the actors. You know, I can say I'm really a big Harrison Ford fan, and you know, the, um, you know, Mark Hamill and uh, Carrie Fisher. It was just it was great. I just didn't, I enjoyed the way they they worked together. Yeah, but my my wife being younger, she's like, oh, I like the newer ones better because Disney Disney's got their hands on them and there's more more uh, modernized and all that stuff. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're, I don't know, I think to me anyway, the older ones, the, the characters just seem to have a little more snap to them or something, I don't know. I don't know what, what, what word I'm looking for, but they just, you know, you're more interested, to me anyway, I was a little more interested in those characters, the newer ones, they, they well, there's some interesting storylines and things going on there, it just, you know, for some reason, the, the character development may not be quite as good as it was in the originals to me. Right. So now, now we know you drink a lot of water at your track. What about eating? Do you, do you eat regularly, or do you eat light when you're on a race day? Oh, during the race, it's like whenever you got a minute. Hey, I'm hungry. You've been hungry all all afternoon. It's like, okay, we got a break. Let's go to a snack bar. <laughs> and it's whenever you have time. I mean, there's times when we came off the track. Matter of fact, we we were out there on Saturday. And, you know, with all the rain, we finally got through. We, you know, we lost in the first round. We got the car put away. We got back in the trailer. Everybody's starving to death. We just drove the In-N-Out Burger. And we parked the trailer over by the In-N-Out Burger, went over there and got a burger. And I think by then it was about 1 o'clock in the morning. So, and then we had breakfast at 9 or 10. So, I don't think any of the guys ate at all all day. Uh, at least I didn't see them eating. Maybe they did, but I didn't. So... It's one of those things where you, you kind of eat when you can make time, and we know we're not really good at taking. We, we're trying to get more and more organized as we get out more, but you know maybe we need to start packing a little food to the track so we got a little something to chew on. Man, that might that might be good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so now, do, can you think of one most embarrassing moment you you've had on the racetrack? Um. Yeah, it was actually. Um, it was actually in my, my old TQ, my ASAC TQ midget. Um, we, we thrashed really hard to get to a race. We ended up, we tried to put the car in a trailer and the, and the steering box mount broke. 
And so we, I called my old buddy Dave Tunnel down in Chatsworth, and he, he was in his shop, and I said, well, I broke this thing. He said, bring it down. So we went down, and he welded it up for me. We put it back on a trailer, and we got out to, um, we were running Visalia, way up in, uh, up past Bakersfield in, in California. And we went out there and ran a heat race and did okay, and we got into the main event, and I stuck it in that stupid hole in turn one, the car pushed up high, and I smacked the wall, and the car spun around, and I broke the rear end, and all I remember is I got out of the car, I got my, I didn't have my driver, I forgot my driving shoes, and I got my tennis shoes on, and I remember the, the guys helped me out, were like, all they were doing was staring at my tennis shoes, and this made me feel really stupid, because <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten some of my driving gear. But, um, you know, that coupled with the fact that I hit the wall all by myself, that wasn't, that wasn't a lot of fun either. So that was, that was kind of embarrassing. Mm. <laughs> now, now, Steve, if if you weren't drag racing, what do you think you'd be doing? Well, if I wasn't drag racing, I'd have been flying fighter jets because that was the first idea, right? You know, if I tried to get into the Air Force and fly jets and when that didn't work, it was like, well, we're going to go racing cars then. So, you know, that'd be something fast and, you know, high horsepower-ish. So now, what would you consider to be the fondest memory of your racing career? Oh, I'm sorry, say it one more time? What would you consider to be the fondest memory of your racing career? Um, honestly, it probably last weekend in Denton, Texas, when we actually got a qualifier and the car went down track and didn't wobble. Um, and, you know, it looked good. We got a lot of a lot of great response. It didn't go real fast. But I, it was just, you know, the, the work and effort and money that went into this um, is quite considerable. And to, to finally bring something like this to fruition where you're able to drive it down track, um, it just... You know, it, it, you get a feeling about it, and it just makes you feel good, and we're real proud that we we managed to get this far, and hopefully we can now we can continue to push it forward, and we'll we'll find another moment when we actually maybe win a race someday that uh, we can say the same thing about. So, what have been the milestones of your drag race? Well, any racing career, your whole racing career. What 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 have been the milestones? Um. Honestly, I think a lot of it, a lot of it is not even about driving. I think milestones for me were, you know, when we started the business back in 89 to, to build racing equipment, you know, and me naively thinking that I could run a company and a racing business and go race cars. Well, I'm, I was lucky I got to race two or three times a year a lot of times just because we were too busy with the business. Um, I think a lot of those milestones were, you know, Getting to a, getting to a point where yeah the, okay the business is moving forward and we've actually got time to get the car to the track you know it was like those to me were really big moments um, and then you know when we came out here after uh, leaving California in 2006 um, I tried to get out of racing for six or seven years and I just couldn't do it I ended up I am saying you know you know so I had this Bronco and it was like it didn't have an engine oh look we got an old engine we can put in let's go to the sand rings. You know, so getting things done for me typically are the milestones, like getting this, getting the funny car to the track or getting the sand drag truck to the track or even getting a little midget or the, the stock car to the track with all our, the stock car was our development tool for our computer equipment. Um, so, you know, that was a huge deal, you know, and getting, actually getting to a point where after a year and a half of development, we could get our product and get out there and put it in other people's cars and it would actually make a difference for them where we could start showing them the data that's coming off this car and they could start learning how to how to use that data to make their cars go faster. Those were those were big moments for me, things like that. 
Okay, now, how important do you think it is for the families to bring the kids out to watch drag racing these days? <clears throat> well, I think that, you know, if, if they're predisposed to that, I mean, I think it's great. You know, I'd, I'd love to see younger kids. I was to get involved. I was I was really happy with the, the racer of the year at Funny Car Classic guy by the name of Jordan Ballou. Jordan's a young kid, and, and it just uh, he's running a nostalgia funny car. It just does my heart good to see, you know, the young guys, there are young guys out there running these cars because the bulk of the guys you see at the tracks these days running funny cars are pretty much guys my, maybe a little bit younger, you know, 40, 50, 60 year old, you know? So it, I'd love to see more and more families take their kids to the track or, you know, watch them on TV and, and get them exposed to it. Um, it just seems, you know, we, my, my generation came from the car culture years of the 60s and 70s, you know, and that's, that's our background. That's what we grew up with. That's what we always wanted to do. Um, these days, that's kind of starting to, it's been disappearing for a long time because it's, you know, people don't really work on their cars anymore. You need a computer to work on it. You go, how do you fix it? I'll plug the computer and it'll tell you what's wrong. You know, whereas back in the old days, we could open the hood and actually see an engine, you know, <laughs> so... I think, it, I think it's important. I think it's important that people expose their kids to any, any form of race, not even if it's just drag racing, but something that, that would interest them that would further the sport because, you know, to me it feels almost like the, the sport's dying and we need, you know, we need fresh blood to, to keep things moving and keep it going forward and keep it, uh, keep it out in front of people. Yeah, it was nice to see Jordan Blue get that award from Chris for uh, making every Funny Car Cast event this year. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Those guys, he gets it. You know, he gets he gets out there. He's doing try hops. You know, the kid's awesome. I just can't say enough good things about him. I hope we hope we see him soon again. And I'd love to have a rematch. And maybe this time I'll actually be able to give him some kind of a race. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So now, any 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 final words? No, I just, you know, I'm, thanks for thanks for the time and thanks for letting me blather on for a while. I just, um, I'm all, I always love talking about this kind of thing. Um, we're, we're real proud and real excited about the new car. Really, really looking forward to next season, you know, if we can get through, we can start laying some good numbers down with this thing or at least laying some numbers down with this thing and give us a place to start from. Um, you know, I just, uh, just want to say thank you, I guess. That's about all I have to say no, you're welcome. We'll get you on again in the future, and uh, you know, hopefully, we'll talk about some big wins. Did you hear me, Steve? Yeah. I said we'll get you on again in the future, and hopefully, we'll talk about some big wins. Yeah, some big wins and some big numbers. That's where we want to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, the next time we chat, you'll be talking about some uh, big numbers and wins. Yeah, maybe we can get to the final of a chaos race or something, you know, and we'll have something to brag a little bit about. Now, what's that Facebook page again one more time? I'm sorry? What's the Facebook page for the car again one more time? Oh, the, the page for the car um, on Facebook, it's at Team Nitro Hell or Nitro Hell Racing Team. You'll find it there, too. Okay, make sure you go to the page, give it a like. That's it. So. Have a look. Check out our check out our new song and the video Ruthie put out from Denton. It's absolutely crazy. It's I just love it to death. Yeah, I'll have to go listen to it after, right after we finish the interview. I gotta go check it out. <laughs> so, well, Steve, I want to thank you again for taking time to do an interview. Well, and thank you, Dave, for for your 
the time. I appreciate it, and I hope people enjoyed it. You have a good night, Steve. You too. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.